Hello, and welcome to another episode of Quilt Buzz, the podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the quiltiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined by Wendy, the weekend quilter. Hey. And today, our special guest is us, the gals behind Quilt Buzz. (laughs) So before we jump in, if you're joining us for the first time, or you're wondering who are those two voices that we've been hearing over the past 99 episodes, uh, we're just going to give a little bit of a quick recap about who we are and where we live, etc. So Wendy, why don't you take us away? Yeah, so my name is Wendy, and you might know me as the Weekend Quilter. I am originally from Australia and now based in New York. I design and write uh, quilt patterns to share my interest in uh, quilting, but also to continue to pass down my the creative uh, legacy of quilting. Um, so yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell, really. I feel like I'm going to steal most of what you said, Wendy. I, my name is Amanda, and I also live in New York City. Um, fun fact, I live exactly 100 blocks north of Wendy. Um, I am a quilt pattern designer and writer. And I think, you know, one of the things that I love getting to join every other week and share a new episode, a new story about another quilter is because one of my favorite things about quilting is the quilters. So could you kind of like take us back in time and tell us, you know, how you got into quilting, Amanda? I will keep this short and sweet because it's 25 years in the making. Um, actually it's longer than that, I guess. I, I joke that I can't remember a time when I didn't sew, but it's kind of true. I just learned to hand sew from my mom and grandma. And then my aunt signed my cousin up for a quilting 101 class at a little, our local quilt shop, which sadly no longer exists up in Cambridge, Mass. And for some reason, it just, it just made sense to me. And, you know, it was such a joy and it was something that I kept up over the years, um, And it was one of those things that I would just, it seemed that I'd always turn to in times of, you know, stress or, you know, it was a way for me to kind of just relax. I think I got more into it actually right out of college during my first job. And then again, after grad school, and I was actually, I do have to say, I was hand sewing all of this and hand quilting everything up until I think maybe it was 2018 when I got my first machine. So that was kind of, and that's to steal your phrase, Wendy, that's where it snowballed from there. Um, I think I know, I know the story behind how you got into quilting, but I don't know if everyone else does. I don't think so. Well, I got into quilting through my sister. So she introduced that to our household when she moved back from Canberra. So she um, learned how to quilt at a local quilt store um, during weekends and then she moved back home and she turned our parents' dining room into a sewing room and just watching that whole process unfold was really just – really interesting to me and just seeing like people's reactions when they do receive a final product um, really just sparked that interest. So, and then seeing all those fabrics, the different prints, the different colors. And yeah, I guess that kind of triggered that thought of like, Hey, like why don't I dabble in quilting as well? And so I just taught myself how to quilt with just the basics from high school home economics and just connecting through, um, many other quilters online through Instagram and 
yeah, that's how I taught myself how to quilt. Yeah, Instagram and was life-changing for me because yes. up until that point, I was a solo quilter. Like, I mean, other than going to the local quilt shop, I, you know, and it was just, I really think it was always something I enjoyed, but finding the Quiltstagram and mm-hmm. all the modern and contemporary quilters on there was just eye-opening. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, that was, to- that was totally a game-changer. Plus Quilt yeah. and Friends. That was yes. a big one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wendy, do you want to tell the story about how we met? Yeah, that's a great going down memory lane. I, I think this was like, what, back in... Is this March 2019? Yeah. I, I know for sure. 2019. We, we, defi- we, we definitely connected before that um, when Online. I was still living in Australia. Yeah. And Were you still in Australia then? Yeah, I was actually. I, I went, I think it was back in 2017 and we connected. I still remember we connected through this Instagram post and I posted about that I was coming to New York City and if there were any recommendations um, on quilting stores to visit, and then you responded. So that was our, f- I think that was one of our first engagement ever. Did I give you, instead of quilting stores, the best bagel store? No, you, <laughs> gave, you gave me like, quilting stores. Oh, okay. I actually stayed on topic. <laughs> you gave me quilting stores. And then, um, yeah, so we connected in 2019. Uh, how we met was, I think we met through um, the IG Quilt Fest, which is like National Quilting Month, uh, hashtag. And I think it's Amy's creative side who... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then we just kept kind of responding and liking each other's posts. And then eventually I worked my like confidence up because at the time I really wanted friends and my own friends in the city. Like I had friends in the city already, but um, I just wanted my own set of friends and friends that have same or similar interests as me. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to slide into Amanda's DMs and just message her and say, hey, let's meet up in person. And we did. And uh, our first friend date was friend blind date was at a wine bar up on the Upper West Side, and we just hit it off immediately. Like, I mean, we came in matching outfits. Uh, yeah, we which did. <laughs> I think was t- telling. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it was. It was really cute, and I think it was really funny at the time as well because we had also discovered that we both went to QuiltCon for the first time that year, but we went to QuiltCon separately and individually. And didn't meet up. So I kind of wish that we had went on that trip together, but like I knew that like, you know, we were, we were going to be great friends. And I think the next time we met, we went on a trip out to Central Park when we did like quilt photos. And I think just after that, it just all snowballed. It did and snowball. We just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so fast forward about... 10 months into our friendship, Amanda, you know, the idea of the podcast came up. Um, could you tell us who came up with the idea for the podcast? Well, I think this was one of my schemes. <laughs> um, one, you know, I think this was and uh, fact check me on this one, Wendy. I think podcasting, it was just, it was an idea of one of the things that you, me, and Anna of Wax and Wayne Studio kind of loved was getting to know each other's stories um, beyond just what was on Instagram and, you know, what was shared there, but really getting to kind of get the full, you know, history and, you know, exciting projects we were working on and getting to share and connect over that. And podcasting seemed like a great way to get to highlight and talk to other quilters and listen to their stories, you know, one quilter at a time. Um, It was also a very pretty straightforward uh, medium from this, you know, 
the from the standpoint of technology and was something that the three of us were able to pull together fairly easily. Um, you know, not to say that it's not a heavy lift, um, but, you know, it was something that we could share and split up responsibilities uh, for fairly straightforward. So I think that's, you know, the reason for a podcast was both from wanting to connect with other people, but also, you know, what would make the most, what could be fairly straightforward to produce. Yeah, it makes sense. I feel like it, yeah, I feel like we definitely, like it definitely wouldn't have been possible well, personally, anyway, it wouldn't have been possible without the two of you, for sure. Because, like you said, like it it takes a lot of time um, into producing a podcast episode of Quilt Buzz, and I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, the several steps involved from like you know reaching out to guests, researching about each of them, what they're currently working on, um, and just really trying to highlight, you know, the amazing stuff that they do that that might not necessarily come through in their like Instagram posts or like their YouTube videos, that sort of thing. Because by the end of the day, you know, one of the reasons why we do want to do this podcast is to really highlight just what Mark, what, what Mark and what their, their voice is within the quilting community. Cause it's so diverse. Um, I think yeah. that's been the most fun is getting to discover what people are doing, whether it's, you know, writing patterns or, you know, I always think of pre-quilt was such a fun one to learn more about, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, creating a, you know, computer application for quilting, um, as well as the th- Orofil thread was fun to, I mean, they're, everyone yes. has been fun to talk to. Let me just say that. It's just, I think yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking of highlights of like little tidbits of knowledge that I have added, you know, for my yeah, for sure. next trivia yeah. <laughs> quiz night. <laughs> yeah, definitely. What is one thing, you know, you mentioned that, you know, folks might not, um, you know, audience members might not be aware of, but what do you think is one thing that would really surprise people about um, putting on a podcast? I think like, I mean, this is more like our personal experience, but like the amount of background background noises that we experience uh, living in New York City and in our apartments. And um, I think, yeah, like I, I live right around the corner of a fire station. So quite often you hear sirens while we're recording and I'm same with you, Amanda. So it, it can be a little bit disruptive while we're recording. So um, I think we've definitely got better over the last year or so where we would just mute ourselves yeah that was that was a game changer yeah, yeah. We're yeah, remembering there was, was a mute button know, right? <laughs> <laughs> i think that took us like what how many years like oh, two long. and a half years <laughs> into recording too long and there was a mute button. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i think i think that's one of the the surprises for sure um yeah what about you amanda yeah i guess i think just the number of steps yes and how far in advance that we need to um get the episode up and running and going. So jumping back in time, one thing I didn't cover in my um, answer about the the idea for a podcast was why the name Quilt Buzz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Wendy, do you want to tell that little story What the inspiration? I feel like that was a, that was a group session. It was yeah, a, there were a I lot think, of names traded back and forth. Oh yeah. So many, so many, but I think we ended up with Quilt Buzz really because I kind of, I guess it's kind of like hones back into the whole idea of like getting together, like a quilt bee and sitting around and working on a project. Um, and just 
chit-chatting about quilting and just life in general. And I think that just kind of comes back to it. Um, we're all millennials as well. So like, it kind of like reminds us of like, you know, calling your friends on a landline. And so like, you know, that buzz <laughs> that you get. So I, I think, I think that's kind of where a quote buzz really came from. Yeah, and it's got a good buzz to it. It does. Good it has ring. a nice, it has good a nice ring. ring. It. It's short, short. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Even though whoever still has the handle quilt buzz, if you want to give it up, we would still take it. <laughs> we had to add that dot. <laughs> Something that still annoys uh, me to this day. <laughs> I still forgot. I actually forgot about that. That was like ages ago. But yeah. Anyway. So this is our hundredth episode and I cannot believe we have produced an episode every other week through rain, shine, a pandemic, the holidays, birthdays, every single thing. Yeah. Um, it's been, I mean, it's been such a wild ride. I, I mean, it's, it's kind of marked my passage of time over the past four years. I will say that much. Um, you know, I think looking back over those a hundred episodes, I think one of the most memorable moments for me, I think it was maybe, uh, you know what takes the cake for me is it's not even the episodes because all of those I, I absolutely adore, but I love Quilt Buzz Bingo. <laughs> this, I, it is my favorite quilt <laughs> I'm along. I'm surprised you say <laughs> that. I know, but oh like it's, I, I, yeah, yeah, okay. So it's always, <laughs> always during the middle of it. I'm like, why did I sign up for this again? <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I, I think the same thing too. Like, like, why did we do this? <laughs> <laughs> but then when it comes time, you know what? Okay. I think one of my absolute favorites was there was a time when you and I were reading out the bingo numbers and I actually guessed the number you were about oh. to say. And you and I just <laughs> lost it. Our poor, the poor, the poor folks who were logged in for this. Like, I think there was just five minutes of straight laughter. Like we could not contain ourselves. And I think that was I just think... such a joyful moment. Otherwise, like yeah. other favorite moments would be weird troubleshooting where I'm just like clearly do not understand how a computer works like that is <laughs> so it's more just self-deprecating uh, moments of Amanda's dinosaur status <laughs> well okay well my favorite most memorable moments um in producing quilt buzz I would say there's two significant ones and they're all they're, they're both of them come from like the early ages of quote buzz firstly it was we were on the first one was like unboxing the mic kits that we got from amazon um <laughs> at your home Amanda. this was right before the pandemic right it was yeah i think it was like a week before oh, crazy it was so it's such a weird it was a weird time yeah. anyway um so yeah that was really fun and i still have that video recorded on my phone and it was just us being really stupid and we we're grabbing the mics i think we we're like trying to pretend it was karaoke <laughs> yeah um that and then the second one would be uh recording out of my wardrobe and oh, that then was a great using one. That was yeah and then using the toilet paper rolls because this was during the height of the pandemic and uh using that toilet rolls as my desk and the reason why i was sent to the wardrobe is because our whole entire home was a construction zone and the only place that was all done up was our bedroom and it was my husband and I at the time and he thought that I talked and laughed really loud so I was banished into the wardrobe so yes <laughs> I have a photo <laughs> of that sound quality well. though great sound quality yeah it was great yeah <laughs> wonderful cushioning of the tissue paper and clothes 
<laughs> now, when you when we started, did you think did you ever think that we'd hit a hundred episodes? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I honestly didn't even think that this would even be a thing and that it was just some like something that we we're just going to mess around for like a few months. And, and that was it. Right. Um, and at the time, like my we we're talking about the podcast and everything, like my headspace was just like not 100 percent in it because I got a lot of pressure then to like, hey, Wendy, you got to hurry up and give us this manuscript for the first book that were that I was working on at the time. And also like back in my corporate job and I have to admit it like I would avoid hosting consumer focus groups in in in-depth interviews because I hated going back and listening to my voice recording now I'm like used to it now like I mean 100 episodes later but still like and um yeah that that that's basically it yeah I (laughs) yeah I think what has amazed me not to Okay, I'm going to pat ourselves on the back, but like, I think we did a really good job of divvying up tasks. Oh, yeah. And I think we, one thing I think we've touched upon is that, you know, this is true production and you've got so many different moving pieces. And I think we've really played to our strengths on figuring out what works best from a process standpoint um, without all the Google spreadsheets. I don't know how we could have done it. That is. I think yeah, that's also like I think we made it this far because we all held each other accountable. Also like, true. I I feel like you know I can't do something if you didn't give it to me and and vice versa, right? Like for example, like if you didn't edit the episodes, like I can't move on and do the show notes. I can't do the stuff for social media. And because of that, like I know like, okay, well, Amanda's got to do this. And then after that as well, you set up the emails. So like, it's kind of like, that's where, that's how it worked is because I knew that I, someone else was relying on me to do my job. Part of me does think we got pretty lucky that we worked well together. Yeah. And it, and then, you know what, like, is so great is, like, I kind of, like, I would know, like, throughout the week that, like, okay, well, you're going to give me this episode by Tuesday. And you know that I will contact you on a weekend, even on a Sunday morning, and be like, hey, Amanda, could you just double check these quotes that are going to be, like, put on social media before it goes live? Like, it, I think it, we've just gotten to this flow and rhythm um, throughout the, the four years, really. So it's kind of crazy. So talking about all the work that, you know, does go into the podcast, what, what makes you keep doing it, Wendy? It's really, I guess, like, it's really just connecting with different people in, in our community. It's like so diverse and you just learn so much from everyone. I just feel so fortunate how many people have, all the people who've said yes to being guests. I think it's so, uh, it's something that blows my mind you know, when I really sit back and think about all the different folks we've had on the show, you know, all different sizes of counts from across doing different things across the industry and across the, you know, the art of quilting. And that is something that I don't think I ever, I try not to take for granted because it's, um, it's definitely a reminder as well to us that it's like, don't be afraid to ask, you know, like you, like, and I think we have I been told be no sometimes. Do we have to admit yeah. there are a couple of people said yeah. no? <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah. But like, you know, then we'll just move on and have other guests on there. And, you know, the worst thing that could possibly happen is a no. So it's, it's, yeah. Oh, it's been a big, it's, I think, yeah, learning to listen to my own voice 
And yeah. <laughs> realizing that just being told no is not the worst thing in the world has been two major yeah. lessons from quilt buzz. Um, now, where do you see quilt buzz in the next three to five years? Oh, wow. I know. It's like, how many episodes would that be, actually? <laughs> I haven't even done the math on that. Well, I, for, I, what I see down the future for us is we're going to continue with Court Bus for sure um, and just continue to put out like our episodes every other week, really, and just sharing like that's a good goal. stories. <laughs> yeah. Just keep it going. <laughs> yeah. We should note that folks, you know, after this 100th episode, we are going to be taking a little bit of a break. And so do not worry. As Wendy said, we'll be coming back. So just make sure to stay, you know, uh, sign up for our email list. If you haven't already, uh, we will keep uh, sending updates and we'll make sure you know as soon as the next episode goes live, as well as social media. And then also our own personal Instagram accounts. We will make sure to keep uh communications channels open. On that note, it is time to move on to our rapid fire quilty questions. Wendy, why don't you take us away? All right. So Amanda, what's your favorite time of day to quilt? Um, anytime, but, uh, anytime I have the energy, <laughs> that okay. would be my answer. <laughs> <laughs> and if you were to ask me that, I would say during the day. And where do you quilt? I quilt in my office. I'm very fortunate to have my own space. Same. I cannot complain. And do you wear shoes while sewing? I wear slippers all year round. So yes, I do wear uh, footwear. Yeah. I, I feel like we're like total opposites here. Yeah. No, I'll never <laughs> yeah, no, understand I, that. I, <laughs> and I feel like every time it's like pretty judgmental. When it is. Like I feel like people should know the, our answer to this question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, barefoot and no socks. Music, Netflix, podcasts, or the sounds of silence while sewing for you? Oh my God, Amanda. I always have some reality TV show. <laughs> I feel like you could like finish off my like answer. So anything that's like Bravo TV, TLC, I, I'm, I'm there. What about you, Amanda? Um, I typically actually have opera on at all points in time while sewing. <laughs> it's the only time I can get through like the full two CDs. Yeah, okay. And like, is there a particular favorite that you normally have on rotation? Yes, um, I am on a rotation of Mozart operas, typically between um, Don Giovanni and Marriage of Figaro. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I normally have yelling, screaming women in my background. You know, it's kind so, of the same. It's same, same. Yeah. Just different decibels. <laughs> yeah. My current favorite, though, is The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and the most recent season. Oh, my gosh. Hot mess. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh, and do you, like, normally have snacks while you're sewing? Um, not typically. What about you? Gummy lollies. Gummies. Gummy, yeah, Gummies. can't go wrong with them. <laughs> I feel like we should have done this as guess the other person's answer. But, you know, the fill in the blanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we should totally do we that. We should do that. Yeah, that would be – we'll oh, probably well. fail at it. But anyways, yeah, yeah. what is one quilting technique you'd like to try going into 2024? I think I do want to try improv at some point, especially, like, with all the scraps that is in my stash, Liz – it's, it's just insane. But yeah. What about you, Amanda? Um, I don't know. You know, maybe I'll finally get around to doing those like, oh, what are those? Oh, the bias strips. I dabbled with this last bias year. Strip? I think I showed you these. Oh, yeah. It yeah, was a disaster. Yeah. So I feel like I need to give it another try. Yeah. You should um try those like pre 
pre um I tried the pre made bindings. Oh yeah? Yeah. Did it was no. no. <laughs> All right. I should I should share images of these. I don't know if I documented yeah, yeah. it. I was a little embarrassed. <laughs> Maybe when it's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe in twenty twenty five I'll finally yeah. share it. <laughs> And what's one sewing pattern or maybe like a project that's on top of your to-make list at the moment? Uh, currently, I have been uh, doing a deep dive into log cabin quilts, um, mm. log cabin constructed quilts. So I would say whichever one I can finally decide on a color palette for first will be. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's always really tricky. I'm, yeah. I'm really excited to see all this though. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about you? Um, so I really want to try and do a crochet version of uh, my triangle multiplier quilt. I don't think we've touched upon your obsession with crochet, crochet. recently. I know. It's like a all. secret. No. <laughs> Get ready, it's guys. It's a secret. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I started dabbling in that, I think, probably around February last, February last year. So it's been, been a year. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, maybe you might see some culty crochet stuff. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to keep an eye out for it, as <laughs> yeah, we <yeah>. say. <laughs> um, if you could have any quilting superpower, what would you choose? I definitely want to know how to foundation paper piece faster because it is it's a lot of work. <laughs> but yeah, what about you, Amanda? I wish I could just press a button and have everything cut. I hate cutting. My shoulder hurts oh, cutting. Yeah. That's a really good one. Yeah. Maybe I should change that. <laughs> no, it's my superpower. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> and do you have a sewing notion that you can't live without? Oh, my magnetic pincushion, the Zirkle. Oh my God, that thing. <laughs> the beast. Every time. <laughs> the best thing ever. Um, what about you? I got to say the rotating cutting mat. Oh, that's a good one. That, that's my favorite. Uh, what is your favorite part of the quilt making process? I actually like the binding. I know a lot of people don't like it, but um, I like the binding. For me, it's the hand quilting, hands down. Whole, oh, yeah. All of it. Except for I'm not huge onto marking the lines, but the rest of it I love. And what's your least favorite part of the quilt making process? Ah, uh, I think we're going to be the same on this one, basting. I was going to say one, two, three. Yeah, <laughs> okay, one, one, two, yeah. three. <laughs> basting. Basting. <laughs> um, uh. What is one bad quilting habit you wish you could give up? Bad posture, for sure. Oh, that's a good one. Hmm. That was a very good one. Um, I think mine would be, I probably sew over my pins too much. I take those risks. Or I don't pin. It's like one or the other. <laughs> uh, and do you have a favorite recent make? Um, I think it's actually the last quilt that I really finished. It was um, my 30 Days of Improv quilt top. Oh. I just love the colors and it was so much fun getting to quilt that with the, um, I had a bunch of different threads. That was really cute, by the way. Oh, thank you. We'll add that to the show notes. I still need to figure out where to hang it in the apartment. I was going to say, like, I would happily steal that. Well, party. it might show up on your doorstep. <laughs> I know. We hey, are, hey, we don't have much wall space left. <laughs> what, what about your favorite recent make? Um, I would say my favorite recent make is the Sweet Notes block series for Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Those are super cute. Oh, I thank you. You better link to those in the show notes. Yeah, oh, absolutely will be. <laughs> <laughs> going to be doing a plug-in myself. Um, how many projects are in your work in progress pile right now? 
So currently I don't have any physical work in progresses, but I've got like 22 okay. digital works in progresses with uh, patterns. So we are going to gloss over that. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know that we, I didn't know that we had to, we were including digital. I just feel like I need something. I cannot claim zero. That is just categorically untrue. Um, what about you? I don't know exactly, but I've got a feeling it's anywhere between like five to six projects. And when you're not in your sewing room, do you have any other interests or hobbies? Well, we briefly touched on it. So crocheting has been one of my recent interests or recent-ish interests, um, been going back into garment making, which you've probably seen on my Instagram as well. And of course, corgis. Yeah, your love of corgis. <laughs> yeah, go, go, go love them. Um, what about you, Amanda? Um, so I uh, am a I wouldn't say a hardcore hiker, but I do love to hike, um, less strenuous, more moderate. And then I play the violin and viola. And so that's my big, those are my big hobbies. I also am, I, I, I'm also an active, active. No, I am a, um, aggressive reader. I would say I read a lot. And are you like reading hard copies or is this like audible? No, my Kindle. I'm on a, I'm once I made the switch to Kindle, it was life changing. Mm. So that's. That's me in a nutshell. Um, before we wrap up, we've got just one more question for both of us. And Wendy, why don't you do this, f- go first, which is who are three accounts you think everyone should be following and why? Okay. So my top three are sort of the variety of reflects back on my interest and hobbies. Um, so the first one is called Tipsy Tessie. So it's T-E-S-S-I-E. And I love how she combines quality elements into crochet and the use of like her neutrals and pops of color. Um, the next uh, account would be Matchy Matchy Sewing Club. I love their garment patterns. They're easy to follow. They're really simple. Um, and I love their design aesthetic as well. And they're fearless when it comes to combining um, and mixing and matching different uh, prints and fabrics and colors to pe- like in one piece of garment. So it kind of almost gives this sort of like patchwork kind of look. Again, kind of hones back into that whole like quilty aesthetic. And then my final account, which is called Jolly Ollie Designs. So in addition to crocheting and garment making and following quilting accounts, I actually really like following illustrating accounts. Um, and that's that's one of the um, ones that I like to follow, not just because of her corgi, but like her cute illustrations and her stationery. And it's just really been exciting to see her whole like biz, small business grow from like being at home to like a brick and mortar. And now she recently posted about having a warehouse, which is kind of insane. So those are my top three accounts to follow. So Amanda, what about you? I think I'd be hard pressed to pick like top three, but three that I really enjoy following just from an educational standpoint, I would say more than anything else is um, the first one is Logo Archive. And basically they like go through classic logos and share different concepts and kind of break them down. And I think it's always fun to think about things that we kind of take for granted, like a logo um, and all the different uh, parts that go into the the final uh, design. And I think when, you know, you're thinking, or if you're looking for inspiration for quilt patterns, it's also just a really cool um, 
resource. Another one that I really love is the Cooper Hewitt Museum, which is based here in New York City. Uh, I just think it's got a really fun mix of uh, highlights from their current exhibitions, as well as they dip into their own archives. And again, I just think it's fun little history lessons and other sources of inspiration. And then the other one that I really love is uh, Fab Scrap. And that's just because I think it's one thing that I would like to become better at is thinking more about using uh, upcycled fabrics. And they are definitely a source of inspiration for that. Um, they also you know, share different stats and that really make you pause and give you a little bit of food for thought about all the textiles in our lives. It is time to wrap today up and we hope that you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to contact either of us, we can most easily be found on our Instagram accounts. I'm at Broadcloth Studio, Wendy. I'm at the dot weekend quilto. And of course, you can go to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website, quiltbuzzpodcast.com for previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you enjoyed today's show, we hope that you subscribe to the podcast and tell your quilty friends about us too. And if you have a moment to share what you love by writing a review on your podcast provider of choice, it would make our day. And just a reminder, folks, we're taking a little bit of a break. So if you don't see us pop up in your inbox in a couple weeks, we have all our past 99 episodes. So if you missed any of the earlier ones, you can go ahead and listen to them. In the meantime, thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.